This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Sextortion involves an offender coercing a minor to create and send sexually explicit images or videos. The offender then threatens to release that compromising material unless the victim produces more. From October of 22 to March of last year, the FBI reported at least a 20% increase of such incidents over the same time period the previous year. More at NowDecatur.com. It's a three-person race now in New Hampshire. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, but former President Trump doesn't want it to be. We have these two people. We really got to get back on to Biden and beating the Democrats and not wasting a lot of time with these two. He campaigned last night next to Vivek Ramaswamy, who dropped out after Iowa. I think Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley would actually at this point do this country and this party a service by stepping aside. But the polls in New Hampshire six days before the primary have Nikki Haley not that far back from the former president. We can't have a country in disarray and a world on fire and go through four more years of chaos. Ron DeSantis, after finishing second in Iowa, has been a distant third in New Hampshire surveys. So he tells CNN he's not just focused on that state. We consider New Hampshire, South Carolina uh, to both be important, as well as Nevada, by the way. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, who's considering a third party run for president, wants to meet with President Biden to rein him in from the left, telling Fox the administration's wrong to consider the border secure. They are living in la-la land. It's a disaster. And they know it's a disaster. So let's fix it. Republicans have demanded border policy changes because of record illegal immigration, and that's held up a bill to provide more military aid to Ukraine and Israel. The president will meet with the congressional leaders today to try to find a compromise. Meanwhile, Congress has a Friday deadline to fund the government. No reasonable member on either side, Democrat or Republican, wants a government shutdown. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer hopes the proposed new funding deadlines of March 1st and 8th will give Congress enough time to pass a full budget. The Senate still needs to vote on final passage, and the package will need to pass the House. Fox's Ryan Schmelz and House Republicans oppose that funding, demanding spending cuts. Medicine is on the way for Israeli and American hostages still being held captive in Gaza. After Israel and Hamas worked out an agreement for each box of medicine the hostages get, a thousand will be sent for Palestinian civilians as the war still rages. America's listening to Fox News. You know, our friends at Henry Repeating Arms, they manufacture a line of very high-quality rifles, shotguns, and revolvers that you can be very proud to own. Now, they're made in America with parts and materials also from America. Now, they use old-world craftsmanship combined with cutting-edge technology to deliver reliable and accuracy that you can trust in any situation. Now, they're easy to use and maintain. It makes them an excellent choice for both a novice and experienced shooter. Henry has over 200 models, so you can find the firearm that's right for you. There's also new releases all throughout the year. And every purchase is backed by their lifetime warranty and the company's owner. Anthony Imperato also gives his personal guarantee for 100% satisfaction. Now, make sure you go to their website, henryusa.com, order their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog, free decals, and a list of dealers where you are. You're going to love this company and these firearms like I do. The U.S. is expected to redesignate the Houthi militants in Yemen terrorists after numerous recent U.S. military strikes targeting the Iran-backed rebels trying to stop all the recent Houthi attacks on ships in and around the Red Sea as Iran's also been going on the attack, prompting both Pakistan and Iraq to pull their ambassadors out of Tehran. The latest targets were in Pakistan, bases for a militant Sunni Muslim separatist group. Iran is a majority Shia country which regards Sunni separatism as a threat. Pakistan's government says the attack attack was a blatant violation of its airspace and that two children were killed. This follows airstrikes by Iran's Revolutionary Guard on ISIS targets in Syria and an alleged headquarters of the Israeli spy agency Mossad. That strike took place in the Kurdistan region of northern Iraq, not far from the U.S. consulate. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. A disaster in Thailand. A fireworks factory blew up, killing at least 23 workers. Rescuers say they found no survivors. The gunman who murdered five people in a shooting spree at a Colorado LGBTQ nightclub plans to plead guilty to federal hate crimes charges. Anderson Aldritz is already serving a life sentence after pleading guilty to state murder charges. And while he admits his crimes, Alec Murdoch does not. And the infamous convicted murderer keeps fighting his conviction. The South Carolina judge hearing Alec Murdoch's request for a new trial is limiting witness questioning and has set a high burden of proof over Murdoch's lawyer's accusations of jury tampering by the court clerk. Collison County 
County Clerk of Court Becky Hill has written an unpublished book on the Murdoch trial. The judge ruled on Tuesday that all 12 jurors from Murdoch's trial will have to testify at a hearing later this month. Murdoch is serving a sentence of life without parole after being convicted in September of killing his wife and youngest son in 2021. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. On Wall Street, stocks could fall. Dow futures down more than 100 points. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Join your friendly neighborhood real estate guru, Tom Brinkotter of Brinkotter Realtors for Tuesdays with Tom, an all-new podcast on nowdecater.com. Tom will bring you the latest scoop on our community and will sit down with special guests to discuss all things real estate and shine a spotlight on our community's movers and shakers. With Tom's wit and charm, you're in for a fun and informative ride every Tuesday. Tune in for the kickoff of Tuesdays with Tom on February 6th. Make sure to subscribe at nowdecater.com today. Find your way home. Brinkotter.com. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 storm team forecast today. Sunny and windy, high of 28. Wind chill values as low as negative 12. For tonight, 50% chance of snow, mainly after 1 a.m., increasing clouds and a low around 19. For Thursday, a 50% chance of snow, mainly before 1 p.m., cloudy and a high of 30. Then Friday, snow is likely in the morning and then mostly cloudy with a high of 14. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 9 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.06. Good morning and welcome to the Wednesday edition of Buyers and Company. Looks are deceiving because it actually looks nice outside. Sun's out. Hold on to this. Next Thursday, it's going to be 51 degrees. Just keep that thought in mind. Our friends from Milliken University are in-house, plus Tanya Andricks. The company starts now. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecator.com. Good morning. I forgot we also have those Illini tickets we'll give away to uh, see Rutgers is uh, coming to town on Sunday, uh, courtesy of First Mid. You know, um, when we think about uh, uh, barriers uh, to anything uh, in life, uh, a lot of them may or may not be actual barriers, uh, physical barriers. Sometimes it's just a mental thing. Sometimes it's I can't see myself there thing. Uh, sometimes it's I just don't know there are answers to all of these things. Uh, and it feels like the really smart people in life are figuring out that Sherpas are sort of necessary to guide people through whatever process there may be. Uh, and I, I want to welcome a whole room full of uh, guests getting out on this very cold morning uh, to the program from Millican University. And, and, and Stacey, let me just start with you. Um, when we think about Millican, I think there's a couple of things. I think people think there's a price barrier, right? I, I mean, for all these years. And I think that's a testament to just the quality of education and the campus and the way it looks. Uh, and you don't get rid of that overnight, uh, you know, the message that it is for everyone. And you guys have made a lot of headway over the last couple of years. That's been intentional, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And that just comes, I think, with the tag of private education. Anybody thinks that private is more expensive, um, small personal service, you assume that's more expensive. And that has been a huge barrier for us to even get applications from students because they see our price tag and think that there is no way I could attend Millican, um, whether I want to or not. So they tend to gravitate toward the state schools, which are the sticker price is smaller. Okay. But the so. ticker price is smaller, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, uh, until you dig in a little. Correct. And, and then, uh, uh the there are some universities that are moving towards a five-year degree to get an extra year yes. of, of that money, which I think is just crazy as, as everything else has evolved. That seems counterintuitive to me. Uh, but there's something to be said about just seeing yourself on campus. When I walk uh, into an event at Millican or onto the campus today, it reflects so much more of our community than it ever has. Uh, and I know it's something that's intentional and, and you keep working on. But I feel like most barriers in life are psychological 
psychological barriers of just I don't belong or I don't see myself there. Uh, you, you know, I know the financial stuff's always complicated, and you got to have people that will. And we'll talk about some of the stuff you're doing with that. But I think now when a young kid from DPS 61 is on your campus for whatever reason, uh, because that day Lori didn't show up in their school, she's there a hundred other days out of the year, they can see themselves. Absolutely. How important is that? It's hugely important. I like to say um, there are a lot of F words when it comes to choosing a college. Finance is one of them, but um, friends, faculty, fun. Every The feel of the place, everything when a student gets on campus, they have to feel like it is a place where they can thrive, where they can become the person they want to be. They have to feel like that there are services and options and, you know, everything extracurricular as well, not just do you have my major. Um, they have to see people that look like them. They want faculty that look like them um, and they want to have options. Yeah, I mean, even the acronyms are, are off-putting, right? You know, Nick and I call those, you know, clipboard people, you, mm-hmm. you know, that do the bureaucracy oh, yeah. and the process. And, you know, even saying FAFSA, just it's, there's nothing comfortable Correct. about it. Yes. Uh, uh, but yet in education, sometimes you get your own language. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you may not realize that's not everyone else's language. Correct. All right, introduce your two guests. They don't need any introduction because they're, they're global famous and uh, we got a lot of great stuff to talk about. But as your job as the Assistant Vice President of Administrative Services, how does this work? What does this umbrella look like? So administrative services is a whole lot of things at the institution, um, a whole lot of important things, but very different things. Um, one of my main um, jobs that I've always had, and I've been in higher education since 1994, um, is student financial aid. So that's been the common thread of anything I've done in higher ed, whether I've been at an institution or a state agency um, or a student lender. Uh, and Shawana Thompson, who is sitting here to my left, is our Director of Student Financial Services. Uh, Shawana has been at Milliken. Uh, I started at Milliken in 2004, and Shawana was there before me. Well, good morning and uh, so welcome. She's been in student financial aid a long time as well. If I could get you to pull that microphone up just a little bit closer, if you don't mind. Uh, thank you. All right. So, uh, what's the biggest, like the perception that's not reality when it comes to kids being able to afford Milliken University? Well, I think, like you mentioned, the sticker price. So they don't realize that we have a bevy of scholarships and grants that um, we give um, to Millican students. They also don't always realize that the FAFSA, if you're eligible for federal or state aid, you can use those programs to help you to afford Millican. So I think that's probably one of the biggest barriers. Okay. And, and you guys are going to do some financial aid online information sessions? Yes. All right. What, what does that look like? What does that mean? So the information sessions that we're doing, um, we're primarily looking at helping our families and students understand this new FAFSA. So there are so many changes. Okay, and, and, and yes. instead of the, and the ridiculously complicated name, and then every year we get changes, right? So it's yes. like tax code, and, and most people just, their eyes roll up, right? Yes, yes. Right. So Under wh- the guise of making it easier. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. Now, now these, this starts January 28th, is that right? Yes. So on um, January 28th, we're doing some sessions. Uh, we're also doing a session on the 30th um, from uh, at noon and then at 6 and then on the 1st at noon as well. Okay. Now, these are both virtual and online, right? I, I mean, you can do it either way? These will be virtual okay. sessions. All right. Yes. So how do people find out about it and, and, and where do they go on the website to find that? So I'll let you answer the question. Millican.edu backslash visit, and they can go to the calendar, and it sorts all of our visits by in-person visits, by virtual visits, and they'll be able to sign up. Um, The way we designed this was to do it over lunch or in the evening so so that students and parents can, you know, if you're at work, you can just jump on um, on your computer, and we just wanted to make it accessible uh, instead of having students from all over try to come into campus. We just wanted to make it accessible. So that's why we're doing it online. I got you. And they can do it from anywhere. Exactly. And and any weather conditions. Correct. Which we've learned over the last few days. If they've pulled up the FAFSA and they're doing the FAFSA online while we're on the session, they can ask questions. Right there. I got it. Uh, Okay. Now, Lori, uh, you you know, you're out with your community engagement and recruitment. Uh, What do you run into when you talk to kids? I mean, you're in schools all the time. Uh, particularly here locally. Sure. So 
the students, especially this year, have heard of it more, it feels like. Uh, and I'm talking first-time families especially. But the parents, Brian, have this fear. It's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of, oh, my gosh, we're late. It's the fear of who is going to help us. And so what I try and alleviate, and again, if you if you have any questions at all, whether Milliken's your top choice or not, please feel free to reach out to me or to any of us. I cover all of Macon County. County and um, my responsibility, my my pledge is to help families navigate this process, to knock down some of those barriers for them. Again, whether or not they're specifically looking at Milliken. Um, so what I'm hearing is I don't think we can do this, so we're not going to. It's the I'm just going to keep putting it to the back burner. And this is a significant investment in terms of return. Families will be hugely surprised at if they fill out the FAFSA, how much um, aid they will get, how much support they will get, how much they will be able to help their students and therefore their family. Okay, this started out as the make and promise, right? And it has now expanded to be much larger than that. But I feel like sometimes, you know, because it's been around for a couple of years, you know, you assume everybody knows and I'm sure you find out every day, maybe they've heard of it. That's the first part of the marketing, right? Is to get, you know, you got to hit somebody eight or nine times before they get right. top of mind. But then what does it literally mean and what does it mean for families? So like you said, Brian, it we started it because we felt like we weren't getting enough of our local students right. to come to Milliken or realize that Milliken is an option for them. So we did a few things. We reduced the price for um, specifically for Macon County students. Um, we deployed Lori Kearns, um, which has been, she's been a great Pied Piper for this message. And I think that we've done a really good job. We've increased the number of students locally over the last couple of years um, with Lori in the market and spread the word. Um, and then it worked so well, we decided, you know what, um, we're not getting applications from all over because of the misperception of that sticker. And students don't realize until they go through the process how much aid that we do provide. So why not provide it out front? Um, and we just reduce the price down to the make and promise price for everyone. Okay, and so this this big blue pledge, uh, an Illinois free tuition program for new students, uh, what does that mean, you know, for the families themselves? So the Millican promise is the reduced tuition rate. So everybody gets the reduced tuition rate. So everybody, rate. whether everybody, they're in Macon County or correct, not. Correct, yep. correct. In state, out of state, everybody who applies starting next year will get that reduced tuition rate. We used to be at 42778 and the new tuition rate is 26000 So that's a substantial decrease. It's 16000 36%. Yep. Yeah, yeah, 36%. So it's a substantial decrease right off the top. Um, when Shawana was talking about the state and federal aid and Lori's talking about applying through the fact what students don't understand is that in the state of Illinois, we have the second largest grant program in the nation, second only to FIA, which is in Pennsylvania. Um, so students who go to high school in Illinois and go to college in Illinois have a really good chance of getting this Illinois Monetary Award Program grant another acronym, the MAP grant, sure. um, and it's $8,400 a year right. if you qualify for this. Um Top that with the federal Pell Grant, um, which is the federal need-based grant, which is anywhere from seventy-three to seventy-four hundred dollars a year. So what we're saying to students is, if you qualify for both of those grants, we're going to cover the rest of tuition, um, and you can come to Milliken tuition-free. Um, without any cost to you. And you also have, for the people who are uh, putting some skin in the game, you know, you're not doing big tuition rate increases, you know, because that's also, I think, people go, oh, yeah, well, you get me in the door, and then, you know, you'll do whatever you want, because we get that experience in corporate America all the time. But that's not the case. Right. It's it's not like Xfinity. We're not going to raise your cable bill every, every yeah. single year. Um, no, what we have decided to do for the next four years, so it's, it's, it's truly a promise that that you come in at 26000 and we promise not to raise tuition more than $1,000 a year every single year that you're at um, Milliken. So it's and less than 4%. It's less than 4%, and students um, gain eligibility to borrow more each and every year as they progress, um, so they can cover that increase very easily um, with federal monies. All right, so when you break it all down, and, and it's a lot, I mean, I mean got to be honest with you, you, you know, it, particularly for a family may not see themselves there or think it's out of reach. 
that's why you have these virtual sessions. But there's always chances for people to have in-person conversations and visit the campus. And I, I think that's so valuable. Uh, and I remember, you know, not all that long ago, well, it's probably been longer than I want to admit. But, you know, it was like there was so little opportunity for, like, DPS 61 kids to even, you know, outside the PASS program going to Kirkland to even get on campus. And so much of that has changed that I think it's just invaluable the more you can get those kids to see themselves there uh, and then walk people through this every step of the way. And then you juxtapose a big state school where now we know you can do the Millican path for less. You're not a number. And I guarantee at the big state school, all respect, uh, you're a number, right? I mean, I mean, you're not a family the way it feels like on your campus. No doubt about it. And I think to go on what Stacy was saying, you know, that personal touch you just described, Brian, is what I think we're exceptional at. It's what I think we do very, very well. And I want to make sure families know if you are having some anxiety about this FAFSA, if you are ha- having some anxiety about the barriers to any school you want to go to, Richland, Illinois mm-hmm. State, U of I, Millican, have a conversation with me. Come on campus. I'll sit you down with students from Macon County. Who We have students from every high school in Macon County at Millican right now. I'll sit you down. We've with, met several of them. Yeah. Yeah. With, with students and families and, and, you know, we can help you. You just have to be brave enough to ask that first question to say, will you help me? I need help. Absolutely. I'll, I'll come to your home. I'll come to your school. I'll come to your workplace. And she's not kidding, folks. I mean, she will literally do all of those things. Whatever you need. Right. And again, it's not conditional about coming to Milligan. It's how can we help your family make a difference for the student whom you love so much? All right. So the literally the virtual session Sunday, January 28th at 6 p.m., Tuesday, January 30th at 12 and 6 p.m., Thursday, February 1st uh, at 12 p.m. So lunchtime after work, uh, virtual sessions. You can literally go to Millican.edu, click news and events in the upper right, then calendar, then that's where you can select the events you'd like to attend to register. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And I'll put in a quick plug too. Um, we, one of our mission, our mission is community and being a partner in the community. So it doesn't matter if you are, um, intending to come to Millican or not. We want to help you through this process. And Shawana has gone to a lot of the high schools in the area and presented financial aid nights. Um, and her office and her staff is also available for questions. Um, we have a FAFSA guru on campus, um, that he helps folks, um, file the FAFSA with FAFSA questions. By the way, free application for federal student aid. I'm going to just read it out loud because we've used it a hundred times today. Uh, It's okay. It's just, it's the most awkward acronym. (laughs) One of the most awkward acronyms out there. Uh, But the good news is, folks, uh, there's somebody to walk you through this. uh, And and that is very important. And and not that you don't get some of that with the big schools, but the bigger you get, the less of that you get, right? I I mean, it, it just becomes, it's a big machine. You guys feel more like a family. Yeah, and don't feel like like you have to guess, you know, when your heater goes out, furnace goes out during the cold, you call a expert. When you're sick, you call an expert. Correct. We have experts. Eric Brewer, our FAFSA guy on campus, or Shawana Thompson, or Assistant Vice President Stacey Hubbard, they will sit down with a family and talk through, I understand you, I see you, I hear you, let us help you. All right. It's uh, great stuff as always, and uh, we appreciate you guys coming out on a cold morning. Was the elevator working? Absolutely. It was, okay, yeah. good. Thank goodness. I got in this morning. It was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to have to walk six flights. <laughs> Nick Smith would have carried you. You ain't heavy. You is a brother. Uh, That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Uh, uh, anything you want to add, Nick, before we go? I love my Millican education, and it's only gotten better since, and, and the value seems to have uh, become <laughs> exponentially better as well. So if this is something that you are sitting there teetering on, uh, I'd just at least have a conversation. They'll show you how it'll fit for you. Sounds wonderful. Thanks, ladies. All right. We'll do it. We'll take a break. Here's Nick with your three-day forecast. Tanya Andrews coming up next. Stay tuned, folks. Today is sunny and windy, high near 28. Windchill values as low as negative 12. Tonight, 50% chance of snow. Mainly after 1 a.m., increasing clouds and a low of 19. For Thursday, 50% chance of snow before 1 p.m., cloudy and a high of 30. Friday, snow is likely in the morning, mostly cloudy and a high near 14. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 10 degrees. Your WSOY time is 824.
happening at Southside Country Club. Southside Country Club has been a community gem for nearly 120 years. The People's Club, well known for its beautiful golf course open year-round, but also a hot spot for all, ranging from family fun at the pool to a sparkling night at the restaurant, bar, or one of the club's dozens of annual events. But now, the Southside Golf Course is turning 100, and now you can get in on the party. That is, if you can handle a good Southside party. For the next 100 days, 100 new members celebrate with a 100-year special. Become a full-time member today for a $100 initiation fee and for 2024, membership dues are only $100 a month. That's 100 years, $100 initiation, $100 a month for 2024, but only for the next 100 new members in the next 100 days. For more information on how to join this incredibly supportive community atmosphere, call 423-7789 or stop by and see us or visit southsidecountryclub.com for more information. Special does include a two-year contract. A year of celebrating 100 at Southside Country Club, where nobody does it like us. What's up, Doc? A brand new medical podcast brought to you by Decatur Orthopedic Center. Join Dr. Sams and Dr. Sullivan as they take a peek behind the drapes into the world of orthopedics. They will explore the newest trends in orthopedics, sports injuries, and musculoskeletal health. These leading orthopedic surgeons will go into detail about surgery, life as a surgeon, and the impacting change of orthopedics. Find What's Up, Doc at NowDecatur.com under the podcast section or anywhere you get your podcast. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. And line I tickets coming up at the uh, end of the show here today. We have a pair for the game uh, uh, against Rutgers uh, this coming weekend. Should be fun. Uh, this team's fun to watch. They've been a top ten team uh, with, even without their best player. It's a uh, it, and also it's been a lot of fun for me to see them do it the way that they have. And and I want to throw out one side note: Rutgers is a team that pre Big Ten expansion and all that was a team you'd never ever get an opportunity to see. So there are a lot of Illini fans that have been able to see Minnesota or Indiana or Iowa, you know, all throughout the years. But how Rutgers playing in Champaign is relatively new. Uh, yeah. I, I like that expansion, that opportunity. Well, you're going to get plenty of it. <laughs> I mean, it's essentially coast to coast at this point. <laughs> but but I love that when Major League Baseball let me see the Yankees in St. Louis or something like that, you know, didn't take a, a World Series. No, uh, that, that's exactly right. Um, so it should be interesting. Anyway, we, uh, thank First Mid. Uh, yeah. We'll be giving, uh, tickets away the rest of the, uh, the Big Ten way. Uh, and who knows? Uh, being ranked's better than not being ranked. Oh, top ten's uh, way better than not being top ten. They're a tournament team. I mean, period. They're, they're a team that has some excitement and can win some games. Okay. Very exciting. Uh, I, I, you know, I know that, um, you know, it's interesting to me when we talk about, um, you know, barriers and financial mm-hmm. barriers and psychological barriers and all the different barriers. You know, this is all played into sort of if you look at the city council's um, goals, all of this plays into it. It sure does. Like our the entire yeah. show today, like by accident. Um, it, it's like. Preconceived notions and well, but, 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 not getting past but that. But this is the improvement. This is mm-hmm. where you get better. This is where you get revitalization. This is where you get because, you know, this is the silver bullet. Right. You're, I mean, you're right on the money with Access, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, lift people up, move up the chain, make more money, buy bigger house, consume the community. You know, this is what it's all about. And I do feel... Uh, like literally that there is a lot more, like including Milligan, you know, yeah. DMH, all these people kind of pulling in the same direction now. And communicating it, which, which is another important part that often gets done. It's like, well, we've done all these amazing things and we haven't told the people that need to hear it you, or effectively reach them. You would not believe how many people live in that bubble. Mm-hmm. And because they know it, mm-hmm. everyone else ought to know it. And that's just not the way life works. No. At all. Mm-mm. Uh, so I appreciate, uh, every Thursday. It, it's always, uh, fun and, and hopefully we can help, you know, not only just people listening to the show live podcast and all the availability, break down some of those barriers for people uh, so they can see themselves at great institutions like Millican University and make it a, a reality. Yeah. That, that, that cost that they broke down oh. is, 
it's uh, right there where it needs to be with a potential additional help from the government or other programs. Yeah. I mean, you can get down to, to nothing. Yeah. And the idea, by the way, the school I was talking about is a Big Ten school, not Illinois, but Ohio State. You know, they're yeah. pushing five-year degrees. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay. Good luck with that. All right. We'll take a break for bottom of the hour stories and news. Tanya joins us next. Don't go anywhere. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Shop on Main. Due to a water pipe break and extensive flooding at the Stephen Decatur Middle School building, there's no school for Stephen Decatur today or tomorrow. Staff and students are slated to return on Friday. This does include Macon Pyatt special education staff and students who are housed at the SDMS building. DPS says they've spoken to the State Board of Education, and these two days will not have to be made up at the end of the year. The Community Foundation of Macon County has announced Untold Stories, a $100,000 community engagement program to bring to life and share stories of underrepresented people in Macon County. Decatur Earth Mover Credit Union is also providing funding for the program. The vision of Untold Stories is to promote a fuller understanding of history as a contribution to conversations about racial equity and social justice. Learn more at NowDecatur.com. And for more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit you guessed it, NowDecatur.com. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. Supreme Court hears arguments this morning in a case about the power of federal agencies. The case is being brought by lawyers for fishermen who troll the Atlantic for herring and object to a maritime agency's law put in place to prevent overfishing. Their attorneys are asking the court to overturn its own 1984 decision in a case that's become known as the Chevron deference, one of the most cited cases in U.S. law. And doing away with the president could affect regulations in many other areas. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. Tonight's Republican debate is canceled with Nikki Haley saying she'll only debate now if former President Trump is there or later against President Biden. Ron DeSantis will be the only one on stage tonight. I think that she doesn't want to debate because the last debate that we did together, you know, didn't go well for her. That's just that's just the reality. I understand that. He, Haley and Trump have campaign events in New Hampshire today. The primary there is in six days. America's listening to Fox News. At Peerless Cleaners, we understand that water damage to your home or business, whether it's caused by broken pipes, pounding rain, sump pump failure, snow load, or sewer backup, can be a devastating experience and create many problems. A quick response time is critical to reducing safety risks and secondary damages. Peerless Cleaners specializes specifically in water damage restoration. Our emergency services are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and we will work to immediately minimize your loss. No project is too large or too small. Peerless Cleaners, caring for our customers, care for the community. Here's a look at your news. Channel 20 storm team forecast today. Sunny and windy, high near 28. Wind chill values down around negative 12. For tonight, 50% chance of snow overnight, increasing clouds, low of 19. For Thursday, 50% chance of snow Cloudy with a high of 30, then Friday snow is likely in the morning, mostly cloudy and a high near 14. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 10 degrees. Your WSOI time is 832. to Fires and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Yeah, those days working on the dock. That's right. Johnny. Tommy. Tommy. Oh, that was a fail. Mm-hmm. That happens. Too much Aquanet. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> what happens there. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, anybody old enough to remember what Aquanet was. Oh, man. They still sell that? Oh, yeah. You can still buy it at the dollar store. I use it to, um, <laughs> when I'm making 3D prints, I, I spray the platform so it doesn't stick to it. Oh, so, good idea. Yeah, that's my Aquanet. Yeah, the the film on the bathroom counter. Oh, my God. Feels like sand. Yeah, it was a pain. <laughs> I got into some serious trouble about that film. Did you? Oh, yeah. And on the walls. <laughs> uh, it goes all the way back to the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's all I used in high school to back comb and tease my hair. Wow. Get I'd like to see pictures. Bangs. I will, I will produce those. Really? They're, they're, yeah, and they're pretty, they're funny. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll produce those. Okay. Yeah. Not only people won't. People, oh, no, there's a whole. I love to laugh at it. There's a whole subreddit called Blunder Years where people <laughs> post their photos of the blunders they, you know, or or the looks that they thought were awesome. You know, yeah. it's a thing. It's yeah. part of the learning curve in life. For sure. You, you know, sure. and and I applaud the people that color outside the lines early. You know, because mm-hmm. th- I think they learn more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. But this was inside the lines. I look like every other girl my age. Mm. Just the big, big bangs. <laughs> wow. Bangs. <laughs> swatch, watch. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, well, and yeah. swatches. And, I think uh, we would have been more yeah. Benetton, yeah, Benetton than swatches. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a For little sure. younger than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I told you. I can try. Huh? <laughs> I well, no, try. you can try. I told Nick, um, uh, I, I opened a box of, of F1 cards from 1991. It was still factory sealed um, oh, wow. uh, this past weekend. And Benetton was a big F1 uh, sponsor yeah, uh, for out. Formula One. Mm-hmm. So the cars all looked like the united colors of benetton yes and the uniforms it was either benetton or marlboro and it was right. like nothing in between uh, maybe joe camel yeah you were a cigarette box i mean it was the red top the red bottom with marlboro and and the white with the black letters on it yeah essentially the box yeah well, do you remember with benetton they were early early in including very diverse faces and people it was, in their marketing. It looked completely it. different than yes. anything else. Anything we saw here. Yeah, yeah that was the United Cult. Yes. That's what that I mean, was. If you go, yeah. I mean, if you go to a store, and I think maybe Springfield had one, or maybe St. Louis, I don't remember, you know, but that's what the walls looked like, all the images, the magazine ads, back when we draw. had magazines. That was the draw mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. I loved that. I'll and, give you one more magazine ad, see if yeah. you remember this okay. one, uh, because it is credited with saving the company uh, from literally becoming uh, bankrupt and out of business. Uh, and it was the absolute vodka bottle magazine campaign where they did swimming pools and different, all shaped in yeah. the bottle of mm-hmm. absolute. I, ba- I vaguely remember that. I remember the swimming pools in the bottle. Dead center in, it was mm-hmm. dead center with the text right underneath it, but yes. in different shapes, right? Yeah, like yeah. it might look, it might be a swimming pool in the yeah. shape of the bottle mm-hmm. or it might be a whatever. Like literally they were teetering on like going out of business and that one ad campaign saved them. Wow. Amazing. There's a great book about vodka. And it's not really about vodka. It's about marketing. But like the different ways that people came to the success. The guy that does Tito's, he just wanted to make enough money where he could play golf four times a week. I mean, that when he started that company, that, <laughs> that was, was the goal, goal right? Right. Wow. Uh, and then some of them, like, you know, if you get like Belvedere or some of the more expensive ones, like some wanted mass approach. Some took the approach of they just literally went to bartenders and made it hard to get, you know, and then the demand. It's a whole book about one industry that really based Basically, all taste the same, and how it is marketed to be. That's right. It's crazy. I know scarcity is a thing. It drives us. It can be. Yeah. Yeah. It can, it can drive us to want something. It's interesting the psychology behind that. Uh, I well, you know, it, I I think you can overlay that with politics or anything else. It, it, you know, the the, na- the the mood of the nation. Nick and I solved uh, part of this, or at least we made it very easy to understand. I think today, um, I've never left an Amazon review in my life. <laughs> I have. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Lots or just a bad experience? No, actually a positive experience. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, is there a difference in the mentality of leaving a positive versus a negative experience? Um, no, it, it's the uh, they're polar opposites, but you've been compelled on the ones and fives that we're talking about. You've been compelled because it either exceeds or drops below the expectation in a extremely meaningful way. Okay, so here's what we figured out. Let's see if this 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 resonates with you because you're a great communicator. Um, in Amazon, one, I had an awful experience. Five, it was uh, a, a, I touched God. Um, and uh, this is sort of like our politics today, our yes. social media, our families. When most people are twos or threes or fours. I would say I would agree with that. But all the attention goes because 30,000 people buy a product, 99 people hated it, 79 people loved it, and we forget 39,000 people bought it. You're correct. You're correct. Well, it's And we were playing that over the Iowa caucuses. You you know, 100,000 people voted. Correct. 14% of the GOP registered voters. Right. It's such a small number. Yeah. 
that you forget. Where are the twos and the threes and the fours? And the politicians on both sides of the aisle have now become full-time caterers to the ones and the fives rather than the twos and the threes and and fours. And making sure you can clearly see the difference that one is for sure a one and one is for sure a five. No ambiguity in between. Well, I liken it to the light switches. So like most things in life are on a dimmer switch, not an on or off. Yeah. Like it's not all or nothing. It's not binary. Most things are shades. Yeah. But but the more you think that way, but the more you play to the ones and the fives, the less nuance we muster as a nation or perceive to. Because once again, I think we give the noise more credence than the silence. And, And because the silence is hard to read. Mm-hmm. You're correct. I mean, are you turned off and you're just out now, or do you completely disagree? We don't know the twos, threes, and fours. Or do you just not want to muster the emotional energy to argue anymore? Right. You know, that's where most people are. We agree. Most people have so much more in common than we have not in common. Yeah. And yet we're quiet and, right uh, Well, and, and I think that one-on-one learning that mm-hmm. has been in some ways made easier but in a lot of ways it's we have a a, we have an easy barrier to that right i would agree just yelling at strangers on twitter correct you you know uh or what i mean that's not Mm -hmm. the same as getting to know someone you're right i think we as a nation have been hijacked by the ones and fives we've allowed ourselves to be hijacked because i you know when you interact with most human beings most neighbors people that you know Mm -hmm. you have more in common with them than you don't and yet when we we separate ourselves from the right or the left, that's right. We focus on what those ones and fives want us to focus on. So you're absolutely right. Okay, uh, and we looked at these elections from the Pew Research number. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go 2018 through 2022, there have been three national elections. Um, overall, 70% of U.S. adults uh, who were eligible to participate in all three elections between 2018 and 2022 voted in at least one of them, but only 37% voted in all three. Wow. That surprises me, and yet it doesn't. I think that sometimes because of the noise, people get disenchanted or they disengage or they shut it off because it's conflict, and that's stressful for a lot of people. Yeah. So I think that must be happening. But here, here's the interesting thing, and this is what I, I – what when you do math, right, mm-hmm. I, I mean, and math isn't up to interpretation. You, you know, I mean, there are mathematical sure. theories, but one plus one is two. Uh, and when you look at the 2020 presidential election – 66% of the voting eligible population turned out to vote for Biden and or Trump that election, right? The highest rate in any national election since 1900, okay? Wow. Now, if you look at the uh, uh, the next time around, only 46% showed up at the, at the previous presidential election. So right. that 20% got you way more numbers. But sure. we don't look at it like, well, what have we done the last three elections? Oh, you mean that one was that much higher than all the rest of these? Mm-hmm. Yes. And only 37% of us actually voted in all three? That's interesting to me. I wonder if this presidential election will drive high voter turnout or complacency and low voter turnout because of people being sort of tired of all the conflict. I, I, I think I your twos and your threes and your fours are where this is going to swing I because I think your ones and your fives will vote, um, you know, or not all, not mm-hmm. universal, but I mean, I think as a block, they've already decided they're already, you know, nothing could happen that's going to change their mind at all. They're leaving the Amazon review. Yeah, they, they are <laughs> right exactly. at, at the ballot box. Uh, and I don't know what your twos and threes and fours do. Clearly, not a lot of people showed up for the caucuses in Iowa. Now, they had terrible weather. Yeah, I, it, that was you know, tough. It, so that could also play into it. We'll see what happens in New Hampshire and South Carolina. And mm-hmm. you start to get a little more feel for population. It's hard to do that when a hundred thousand people in a right. state it's participate such a small in something. Size. Uh, but do the twos, threes, and fours show up? And then who's messaging to the twos and the threes and the fours? No well, one. Yes, I agree with that. And I think that's part of our problem. You know, I think that. We no longer are having the nuanced conversations because they're more challenging and they're they're nuanced. And so they're not as, I don't know, catchy. I think the last candidate, the last two candidates that actually spoke to me 
like meaning if I could choose to vote for this person, I absolutely would. One was a Republican and one was a Democrat. Yeah. The Democrat was Pete Buttigieg, who uh, mm-hmm. at that time was Mayor Pete, who spent all of his time talking about policy and mm-hmm. issues and, and transportation. And, yeah. and the other was John Kasich, who was a very popular governor in his home state of Ohio and also was a guy who talked about policy and how it impacted American lives. And I don't mean the border or I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that's what goes for policy. Right. I mean, right. the, 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 the Eastern Bloc took a trip down there to come in and weigh on it and then had a breaking press release out yesterday to come find out what they found out. Um, I'm talking about policy that actually impacts stuff. your life. Yeah. Do we have an electrical grid that can survive mm-hmm. these hardening winters, right? Exactly. In Texas, people can't, they're telling people not to wash their clothes because they're that worried about the grid going down. Correct. And, and things like how is technology going to be regulated because that will right. impact our own personal privacy. Yes. What about the cost of health care and what is, yes. what is our, what are the policies yes. around that? Those are the things that matter to the everyday human. Yeah. And, and those conversations, I think, are exactly what we should be. And, and, and why we're all paying 70% more for 30% less right. in life in general. Correct. I'm not saying uh, on level of effectiveness or or preference or anything, but I, I think that that is the strategy behind Biden. I do think that I'm not that, doing a very good job of it. Uh, again, I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm saying that he if you look, they've been less in the mud and more about look at what we've done. Now, again, you don't have to say it was good or bad or whatever. I think that I'm, is the play card they are using. Yeah. And, and they're not in, in return. I don't know. I, the last couple of things I've watched is the end of democracy warning. The the I mean, they are ratcheting up the ones and the fives. too. Mm-hmm. Right okay. now. They're in a tough spot because of what's going on with Israel and there's no right answer for them there. And, and it's, you know, uh, and, and messaging also is more effective depending on who the messenger is. It, again, it, it might be falling on deaf ears, but I think the bulk of what, what they're putting out there is the, here's what we're doing and it's working is, is what they're saying. Again, I'm not saying it is or isn't. Yeah. I think that's their plan A and plan B is to remind you that you like this, mm-hmm. then you'd hate that. I, I know, but I, I've also read a lot of inside people in the Democratic Party that want him out there doing sure. way more of that about what they've oh, even accomplished, more? what they've done right. that, you, yeah. you know, cause it gets, but then the people that are running it don't want him out there. <laughs> I, look, I, it's tough. I, I just, I feel like I have felt for most elections for a while is that there's 360 million people yeah. in this country and these are the two people I have to choose from. And Tanya, Tanya's yes. question of are a lot of people going to turn out or not? will depend on the temperature at the time of the vote. Correct, in November. If they've heated it up to a simmer to where it's catastrophic in both directions, then that will propel people to a high number. Mm -hmm. And if it's just this muddy noise, then Mm -hmm. I believe people will be lethargic and not... I have to, I had a conversation with my 16 year old son about why we're looking at late 70s and early 80 year old candidates for president. Like, and head coach. Yeah, and well, (laughs) Well, but it's new. It went that direction. We talked about, about why people in these positions aren't getting out of the way and letting the younger generation have an opportunity. People in their 40s and 50s are getting no opportunities in some of these positions. Well, I, I guess, I mean, I, I would pull, I'd push back a little on that because we went from Bill Clinton to George W. Bush to Barack Obama, all men in their 40s and 50s. Okay. And But the, here's the difference. When Ronald Reagan was running for president, they were already saying he was too old. I, I mean, that's that right. was the, the. How old was he at the time? I should know, and I don't. Uh, we'll have to look that. I, up. No, I, I don't want. I think I know, but I don't want to guess. Uh, uh, let's do this. We got to take a break anyway. But but you'd be surprised because that. I mean, I was around when all that was thrown out sure. there about him being too old to be to have his finger on the nuclear button. Right. He's probably in his 60s. Uh, well, I think it will yeah, shock right. you when you juxtapose <laughs> it to what we're looking at today. Yeah. All right. Time now for a quick break. Back with more right after this. When was the last time you had your vehicle's fuel system totally cleaned? Did you know that most manufacturers recommend this service to be performed every 15,000 miles or at least once a year to help restore horsepower and your MPG? Well, I've got good news for you. 
Feed Lube offers full throttle two-step fuel system cleaning services for only $79.95 with purchase of a Pennzoil premium oil change. And they've got five area locations so you can get your fuel system totally cleaned today at Speed Lube. Join the fun at the Bush Light Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello. J.B. Ball has written for Kevin Hart, Snoop Dogg, and for the hit show Ridiculousness. And he's currently on tour with Brad Williams. Did you know that a chameleon's tongue is as long as its body? If they could speak, their lisp would be crazy. Get your tickets now at threeravens.pub. For shows January 25th through the 27th, it's the Bush Light Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello. Thank you to our sponsors, Flatline Construction and Remodeling. Listening to Fires and Company, streaming live at nowdecator.com. So we had 68-year-old candidate Ronald Reagan, 69-year-old president Ronald Reagan. And after his second term, he was at the end of his eight years, 77 years old. And and that that was the big argument that was used against him was too old. Maybe we're a little different now, but how old would uh, both Trump and Biden be at the end of another four-year term? I don't know. 85? Yeah, I mean, but but life expectancy is significantly different than it was in the 80s. Reagan lived in 99. Well, actually, life expectancy has gone down. Well, since COVID. <laughs> yeah, we took Especially a, for men. Yeah, we spiked, yeah. The, we spiked the numbers yeah, backwards. Yeah, so we can't make COVID. that argument. Yeah. <laughs> It's I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's it's a tough challenge, and here we here we sit with it. I, do you think that there is a? Sometimes I see in young people. Uh, sometimes, like I remember when AOC clapped back at Joe Lieberman about something, and and mm-hmm. it wasn't with any like who who's this guy? You, you know, it's like well, that was your vice presidential candidate not all right. that long ago, and a guy who many people felt to be a very reasonable human being that tried to be this thing we talk about all mm-hmm. the time. And and I, I is there maybe a little less respect for history? I, I mean, not that it's ageism, but I mean, is there just a little like I don't care what happened before me? I think there's a sense that if the that no one's listening, so I have to again to your previous point, I have to be outrageous or I have to be, you know, loud in order to and you know get anyone's attention. Because do you think that people were paying attention to us at the age of sixteen? No, no, and and I guess, but and I don't know how old AOC was. I honestly don't when she first um, got her role in Congress, but I. I think that by the time people are in their late 20s and early 30s, they want to be heard mm-hmm. and don't feel like the mechanism is there always to have their voices heard. And again, yeah, time and time again, they don't show up to vote. And, and it is the craziest thing. I mean, you can almost like track it like and and even the the illusion that there were so many young people who were voting for Obama. And if you go back and look at the numbers, there's really not much difference uh, in certain age groups, you know, voting, even yeah. though that felt like a movement of young people. I, yeah, I remember that. And I remember, I remember that was what everyone thought. And I think that I don't know how you engage young people to vote when they don't see themselves in anyone on the candidacy yeah. slate. And yet I feel like it's one of those things we have to just keep talking about and encouraging people to do. I think that it will be interesting to see how many people do vote in these coming elections. Well, now it'll be interesting to see, too, uh, you know, the founding fathers, mm-hmm. uh, they had a minimum age for president. But people didn't live. I know they should have put a max to 90, yeah. uh, you, you know, when, I mean, it wouldn't have been yeah. the thought process, yeah. you, you know, about an 80 year old candidate, not then. Uh, and so th- the idea that, yeah, why not? If you, if you've got a minimum, you're saying I got to have at least this many years of wisdom and learning to be able to handle the job. Why would you not think you're right on the other side of that? Well, I think to your point, no one thought at the nature time would limit that. I think people thought at the time that, it would not be an issue, and yet here we sit. I think that also, like the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, different. His he's the 82 years old founder of co-founder of Home Depot, 
I listen to him talk. He sounds extremely intelligent to me. Seems like he has all his wits about him. I know. But in the conversation, anybody that's critical of him, it's almost, it, it's almost always tarnished by this meddling old man or this old guy. Mm-hmm. He's so close. To, yeah. That there's mm-hmm. no, like, we're not talking about the merits of what he's talking about. Yeah. It's always painted in this old guy that's gotten out of touch. Yeah. And, and I think that some of what we're talking about in, in this presidential election, I think is, is some of that. Yeah. Well, Joe Biden was a year older than Ronald Reagan leaving after eight years, taking it office for year one. So, right. you, you know, that, that gives you some example of, and, and, and in my lifetime, Reagan's the only one I have any context of people using this sure. argument against. Sure. Sure. Because if you go after that, uh, George Bush Sr. was a younger man, I mean, comparatively to, mm-hmm. to Reagan. Sure. Uh, and then certainly Clinton came in, you know, yeah. and that felt like, a, you know what, they were doing Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> 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 That's how young and hip they were all they those were. years ago. And then George uh, W. Bush was, you know, in his 40s. And then Obama was in his 40s. And then we started seeing this other thing, too, just like we saw with Jimmy Carter. Uh, you, you know, what do they do after when they when they get elected at that age? Yeah, it makes for a, when you've had the, the job at the pinnacle of a career, what do you do for the ne- next 20 years? It's tough. Yeah, next 30, 40 yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and there was gigs and books. Well, there was always before that, there was this sort of silent agreement to not attack the people in all. I mean, like yeah. that there was this kind of thing of like, you ought to know that this is a horrible job and there's no winnable thing. And, and, but but, decorum but the, the younger those candidates got, they're not going to sit silent for 35 years. Correct. So Carter started that, you know, which mm-hmm. is now kind of continued on. So things change. Should it we have a maximum? That's a good question. I would say no. Okay. So, so we have a minimum. Discrimination. Okay. But we, aren't we doing that to tell a 39 year old, uh, genius that they're not because they haven't lived two more years capable? I would be open to the argument that you, that you could move the line earlier. Well, why not older? Because just because you're a certain age doesn't mean that your faculties are gone. So, uh, so my, so I, but if your faculties are gone, you shouldn't be electable. uh, But. But if you're 42 years old, mm-hmm. the odds of your faculties going after electing versus 81 years old mm-hmm. is night and day. Well, yeah. I mean, so the, the it ought not be right at the time I vote for you. It ought to be in consideration what does four years look like. Well, we have actuarial tables for this. I know this we is do. What the insurance industry mm-hmm. makes a living at, and so we know, and we can we can project and predict. Based on age. So am I wrong that somebody from 81 to 85, the numbers would be far greater than Absolutely. from 42 to 40? No, that's oh, obvious. That's, okay. that's the actuary tables. I think there's, what, a 5 or 10% chance of dying every year. And yeah. So you have to think about those things. And yet I don't know if... You know, there's so many other problems. As though, Are those the problems that we want our elected officials to work on? I, no, I, I want them to pave roads and make sure the I power stays on. Like, and a budget. budget. And it's been budget. said that people could live now... To 120, 109, 110 is becoming more frequently. Yeah. I mean, what if you're still doing? I don't want him in the White House. <laughs> right, then don't vote him in. But I, right. I'm just saying, there's got to be, there's got to be some. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. but but we're okay limiting on the other side of it. Well, our founding fathers did, and we no, but but I do think that there is. I mean, I don't think somebody in their 20s or even their 30s is capable of that job. Yeah, when I, I mean, as back, smart as they might be policy wise and everything mm-hmm. else, you know, there's a reason why those guys come out gray, you know, like they go mm-hmm. in looking one way and come out looking another. And I do think the value of experience Agreed. and looking at things differently. And that doesn't mean that the 20 and 30 somethings can't play a huge role in governance. I, I, right. I, I just think. I don't know. I, we've lived forever with the 41 thing. I'm OK with that. Yeah. Lived experience. There's value in lived experience. And wisdom. Yeah. I mean, I look at myself, I mean, even 10 years ago, right? I mean, don't you feel like every decade, I don't know we measured in decades, but don't you feel completely different as a human being? Of course. Yeah. I mean, as far as experience and how you look at things and how you understand things. 80 probably feels different than 70 too. Yeah, but you can't remember. (laughs) See, (laughs) that's what I'm talking about. Shut up. You do it to me all the time. I'm 56 (laughs) and, and Nick's always got the old guy reference stuff going. Right? A little so, bit. Yeah. So it's okay. Uh, the old gal here, too. 
No, 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 no. You know what I'm looking forward to coming up? We're, we've got to get the bump music here. What caller do you want to give tickets away to? We're going to go quick. We're going four. Call number four, two one seven eight seven five thirteen forty. Call now. Pair tickets for Sunday. Don't call if you can't use them Sunday. For crying out loud, please. <laughs> Martha Stewart's got a documentary coming. We'll oh, talk I'm about that next that. week, don't you? <laughs> I do. I hope Snoop Dogg's in He it. has to be in He it. has to. All has right. To. That's it. If you have uh, missed any of the show today, podcast driven by the Bob Brady Auto Group, you can call right now at 217-875-1340. Caller number three? Four. Four. We'll win two tickets to see the line I take on Rutgers. Top ten line I take on Rutgers this Sunday. That's it for us. We will see you tomorrow morning. Have a great day. WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Shop on Main. A national teaching organization is giving Illinois poor marks on policies to improve reading instruction. The National Council on Teacher Quality has published a report that highlights five policy actions states can take to support teachers in the science of reading. Among them are setting specific detailed reading standards for teacher prep programs and reviews of teacher prep programs. Illinois received a weak rating because the state lacks strong policies in two of the areas, namely requiring districts to select a high-quality reading curriculum and providing professional learning for teachers and ongoing support. Molina Healthcare of Illinois is inviting Macon County residents to its mobile health clinic today. The clinic will offer wellness exams, prenatal and postpartum assessments, flu sh- You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.